Learning how to live takes a whole life. Seneca. Hello, my fellow Stoics. Thank you for listening in to the Stoic Sage podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about voluntary discomfort, one of the core trainings of which Stoics embark into when they become Stoics. Stoics in general have always preached that it's not only important to improve your mind through philosophy uh, and practicing the cardinal virtues, but also training the body. Because if you're able to train your body, you are then able to have greater impact on the mind and vice versa. If you're able to control the mind, you can have greater impact for your body. It is essentially a two-part thing that goes with existing. And the Stoics often say that you must strengthen yourself through minor physical hardships, which is the core part of what it means to be in voluntary discomfort. And a big reason why that's important is because we find that it's really difficult to keep your composure when you're feeling physically uncomfortable, whether from pain, tiredness, hunger. Hunger, obviously, is one of the big ones for me personally, or, you know, depending on your type of voluntary uh, discomfort that you want to embark in. Uh, for me, it's also being in social crowds, you know, being it, I begin to get a little too overwhelmed. But the Stoics themselves believe that exposing yourself to minor hardships builds the mind for you to be able to control your composure. Now, in today's psychology, we call that exposure therapy. Something that you'll notice is that a lot of the modern psychology tips and CBT was actually founded in the ideals of Stoicism, which is honestly very amazing when you kind of begin to think about it. You can actually utilize Stoic principles and back it up with modern-day psychology and modern-day philosophical teachings. So there's a passage that Musonius Rufus wrote about strengthening yourself through minor physical hardships. And it goes like this, and I quote, Now there are two kinds of Stoic trainings, one which is appropriate for the soul alone and the other which is common to both soul and body. We use the training common to both when we discipline ourselves to cold, heat, thirst, hunger, meager rations, hard beds, avoidances of pleasures, and patience under suffering. For by these things and others like them, the body is strengthened and becomes capable of enduring hardship, sturdy and ready for any task. The soul, too, is strengthened since it is trained for courage by patience under hardship and for self-control by abstinence from pleasures. End quote. So in general, this is saying that the Stoics thought the mind was our most valuable asset, but they did not neglect the body. In fact, Epictetus's teacher, Musonius Rufus, suggests 
the mind or soul and body work together, each influencing the other for the good or for the bad. We can and should train our mind, which is why we study philosophy to begin with. But philosophy, the Stoics rightly insisted, cannot be solely a matter of just theory. Just as we can't learn to ride a bicycle simply by listening to somebody's instructions on how to do it, so too we don't become virtuous just by reading Epictetus or Seneca or Marcus Aurelius. We need to practice. And this is, as part of my Stoic journey, has been a really pivotal point. You know, I've hit that pivotal point where I understand, you know, I post on Instagram quite often, you know, and I will often tell people too that it's not enough to just talk about philosophy. We have to embody our philosophy, become the Stoic by action, not just by practicing theory or discussing what's right or wrong, discussing what justice is, what is courage, what does it mean to be a, a Stoic man or a Stoic woman. None of that really matters if you're not doing the things that are necessary to be a Stoic, which is to say, if you want to be a more temperate person, you have to practice being temperate. And voluntary discomfort puts you in a place where when you are introduced to a, um, a basically like an adversity in life, you are prepared for it to continue to be temperate, moderate, virtuous, even when you are challenged. And that's what voluntary discomfort is actually saying. Now the, now the key thing here though is to practice relatively mild exercises of self-imposed discomfort. Following some examples listed by Musonius, try to go outside in the cold without a coat or in the heat while being overdressed. Abstain from drinking water when thirsty, obviously within reason. Fast for a day or two, um, obviously, unless you have a medical condition, you know, check with your doctor. Sleep in a sleeping bag instead of your bed for a night or two. Skip um, your favorite dessert after dinner or decline the taste of red wine that you enjoy. And or choose the longest line at a checkout aisle to test your patience. Each of these self-imposed voluntary discomforts puts you in a space for which you are challenged to practice your virtuous nature. So the list that that Musonius is listing here, going outside in the cold without a coat. If you are somebody who finds it difficult to, you know, maintain your temper when you're cold or when you're hot, um, it's better to test yourself in that way that challenge yourself with that adversity and remember while you're doing it, I'm feeling very cold, but I will remain stoic. I will remain virtuous. I will um, control my temper. Whatever is difficult for you, if you become too emotionally unstable or um, you begin to snap at people, you know, from, from being too cold or being too hot, that's what you're challenged with. That's the adversity. That's why you chose that 
voluntary discomfort because you recognize in yourself that it's difficult for you to maintain your composure when you are too hot or too cold, which is why you would choose that. When you choose these self-imposed things, keep in mind of the challenges that you encounter on a day-to-day basis. So another one could be if you tend to get snappy at your at your friends or your partner when you're a little hangry. In that moment, you can choose to to be in a in a state of voluntary discomfort and practice your virtue. Enable yourself to say, I am feeling hungry, but I will remain virtuous. I will remain moderate and and treat my partner and friends with justice, being that I will still maintain my friendships with them. I will still be nice to them, even though I am feeling discomfort. If you find yourself finding it difficult to maintain your composure with thirst or hunger, choose that one. When it comes to you're just an impatient person, like he mentioned here, choose the longest line. That's a great example to 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 impose discomfort upon yourself. I'm going to choose the longest line on purpose to test my patience. I am going to choose to leave work during the busiest hour where traffic would be most intense because I tend to get road rage, for example. <laughs> choose the difficulty of which you know yourself where you are, it's hard to maintain your own composure. I guess the main thing also is why would anyone want to self-inflict any of these discomforts on themselves? Why not just remember to be stoic? But the point isn't to obviously indulge in, in, in this self-imposed discomfort for the sake of making yourself miserable, right? These are all instances of mild um, self-deprivation. The Stoics did this in order to strengthen their character and resolve and their ability to deal with hard times in a virtuous manner. The core idea is that the mind allows us to get through these situations unscathed. Here, it is our own choice to go through these exercises. Then, when imposed on us by circumstance, we are already used to the idea of discomfort, and that is no big deal at that point. If if others get through similar situations just fine, Why complain and become frustrated when it's your turn, when it's our turn? That's the point. For me, I notice that I can get a little um, irritable when I don't have a good night's rest. Now, I notice that there in my in the past, I have been snappy. I don't really think that's a virtuous thing of me to do to my partner, for example. So thing that I would do to practice would be self-imposed sleep um, deprivation, so to speak. Mild, obviously. So for one or two nights, choose yourself. Um, I, I would choose instead maybe sleep on the floor to make the sleep a little difficult. And then through the rest of the day that I'm awake, I know that I'm tired. And you know what? This is a moment that I've imposed myself into so I can practice being a virtuous person. That is the aspect of voluntary discomfort. So then when I am actually challenged by circumstance, let's say I'm traveling, 
and I lose my night's sleep. Let's say I have children in the future and I do and I am by circumstance forced to lose sleep. I have practiced well enough to know that even though when I'm tired, I can still be a virtuous person. We learn from, from Stoic philosophy, as well as modern empirical research in cognitive science, that unless we are well-trained, we should avoid difficult tasks or situations that are hard to handle when we are tired, hungry, sick, or otherwise physically distracted. When our body is strained, so is our mind, preventing us from being able to handle, say, a delicate discussion with our boss at work or partner at home. In such case, know thyself. Gently ask for a postponement and practice. Take note of the things that you know are difficult for you to manage and choose that to be better at, to become more virtuous, to be stoic. And in a lot of people, it comes naturally. And that's why some people are coined, you know, oh, you're a particularly stoic person. And yes, it comes naturally to some people, but for others, it doesn't. So it's important that we practice. This is how we truly become more stoic. The idea of being stoic is obviously when you are faced with, ad with adversity, you have the courage to remain calm. There is a personality that is stoic, but then there is also that philosophy aspect of it. And with the philosophy aspect, you can practice, implement practices so you can become stoic. And that's the core aspect of what it means to, to become a stoic under the stoic principles, utilizing voluntary discomfort. Every now and again, like uh, Epictetus had said, put a rock in your shoe. Obviously not a big one. <laughs> you don't want to damage your feet. But put a rock in your shoe and knowingly know that this is going to cause me discomfort. This will even make me irritable. But you know what? I am going to choose to remain stoic. I'm going to choose to remain virtuous. And then when the time does come where you are bugged, bugged out by something, maybe a particular garment is just very uncomfortable, the fabric or some or a collar is cutting into your neck. It's the same concept, right? The, something is physically bothering you through natural daily movement. You can remember, refer back to that moment and think, I can still be virtuous. I could still be stoic in this moment, interacting with my fellow man and essentially treating them with justice, being wise in my decisions. I won't act unreasonably, even though my body is feeling discomfort. I still maintain the control of what my mind thinks, what I feel, and thus choosing appropriate actions. So go out there, put a rock in your shoe, <laughs> take a cold shower, do the things that are necessary to embody the Stoic philosophy. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It is not enough to just read Stoic philosophy. You are not deemed a Stoic just because you've read Marcus Aurelius' meditations once a year. That doesn't matter. It's 
similar to religion. There's a lot of people out there that say that they're of a particular religion just because they read the Bible or just because they read X, Y, and Z philosophical doctrine or religious doctrine. That at the end of the day, though, it doesn't matter if they do not embody that that those ideals of which that philosophy or doctrine is trying to teach them. Same concept here. Unfortunately, you are not stoic if all you do is scroll through Instagram and just look at quotes, like, share, and talk about it amongst your friends. Be stoic. Embody that. So again, go out there, put a rock in your shoe. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps out the show. If you would like to check out Stoic Sage merch or read the blog, please go to stoicsage.co. Also, give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook, and I wish you well, my fellow Stoics, on your path to sagehood.